break out the carrot sticks and natural yogurt. No artificial hormones added. It's time for the Doctor's Nutrition Show. Dr. Lewis and Janet have a long history of helping people achieve their maximum potential. While Janet is a certified natural health consultant with a unique perspective of alternative and complementary nutrition. Dr. Lewis stays current on the latest research pertaining to nutritional supplements and optimum health. Paramount to their educational journey was their trip to China while studying Chinese medical doctors. Dr. Lewis and Janet know the importance of proper nutrition in the healing process and maintenance of the human body. Get ready to gain a healthy perspective on life. This is the Doctor's Nutrition Show. Hello and welcome to this week's show. I'm Janet Lewis. And I'm Dr. Lewis. And we are Doctors Nutrition of Texas, where we help you with nutritional solutions for your common health issues. Welcome to our edition of a very exciting show called Working on Weight Loss. So many people are working on it, towards it, uh, striving for it. Main goal is weight loss. Uh, We thought we would discuss a little bit about how, why, how to... Lose the weight, keep it off, and, uh, you know, make progress with it. You know, you see so many uh, infomercials of they're going to sell you some fat-burning pills or something, and you're going to be very slim and trim. But the real truth behind it is, is that really so? And does it stay off? Or what needs to happen in order for you to achieve your desired weight? So, Dr. Liz, won't you get started with uh, your take on it? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you know, Janet's always trying to tell me to speak a little bit uh, less offensively. Eloquently. Well. It's the word we kind of put on it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I used to ask my patients, still do sometimes, do you want me to sugarcoat it or shoot straight? And I had one person say, I want you to sugarcoat it. And I thought, well, hell, there's half your problem there. Uh, and I was speechless because I don't know how to sugarcoat things. But, you know, I try to be polite, you know, in in spite of it all. About two-thirds of America is considered overweight or obese, two out of three. Well, it didn't exist like that when I was a kid. And when I was a kid, it was like uh, you couldn't have but one starch per meal. And now if you look, there's starches at every meal that, you know, three, four, five starches per meal. And it's like, well, it's not working. And the low-fat fad is not working. It's, uh, you know, I I don't know. I've got a lot to say, but... the problem is I have trouble organizing it, so Janet, I'm sure she'll help me with that. I've always said uh, weight loss is simple, but it's not easy. And, you know, if I offend you, I, I apologize in advance, but, uh, you know, I'm going to speak the truth as I see it. A lot of people lie to themselves about what they're eating because I hear every day from several different people, but I eat good. Honey, if you're eating good you need to try snickers and bluebell and high fructose corn syrup because honey child eating good ain't working for you and that's offensive and i'm sorry but some of the people that say they eat good they eat all kinds of hidden sugars they don't know about they eat all kinds of refined carbohydrates one of the saddest things i've ever seen is a lady that was about 400 pounds in, in in the grocery store and she had several different types of high-sugar cereals. She had Pop-Tarts and things like that. She had a big old thing of honey buns, and then she had a big old box of donuts, you know, the 18- or 24-pack. And then she had a little thing of uh, fat-burning, fat blocker, you know, things that wasn't going to work. 
you can tell if somebody's going to be successful by what they put in their buggy and look at somebody that looks pretty healthy and see what they have in the buggy versus what other people have in the buggy. So don't look at me when I'm full of bluebell, but I do limit that uh, quite a bit. I limit it. But, you know, I eat nuts. uh, I eat high fat, and I've gotten fat before. I can say fat because I'm talking about me. Uh, You know, I was 204 pounds, which I consider pretty fat. I should be about 165 to 170. And I think I'm overweight now. I'm 178, but I know what did it. We just got back from vacation. And besides sitting there for 3,800 miles, uh, chomping on stuff that I shouldn't be eating, mostly refined carbohydrates and too many sugars, um, I, I admit I wasn't eating correctly, but I'm truthful with myself. I know that I put the weight on. I'm 178 now, and it's like, yeah, okay, I'll be 172 within a week or so. Um, yeah, there, you know, we'll get specific because I'm going to let Janet, you know, kind of try to organize my thoughts here because I'll ramble. And we have several questions from the Shooting Straight with Dr. Lewis uh, Facebook, uh, whatever Janet does. It. I'm not the technological <laughs> genius, but I appreciate y'all having a different questions and things that you want us to talk about. Right. Shooting Straight with Dr. Lewis on Facebook is a group, uh, closed group. So if you would like to join that and ask him questions, he answers them on Facebook. And uh, you can just shoot us an email at Janet at doctorsnutrition.org. It's J-A-N-E-T at D-R-S-N or drsnutrition.org. <laughs> um, yeah, we're still on vacation, yeah. so forgive the blubs. Yes, yeah, so, um, you know, the thing I guess that's alarming is people are trying to eat correctly, I guess, and I think so many commercials have showed us or they tell you that this, this is a healthy choice because they're trying to sell their stuff. They've been lying to us for about 75 years, folks. Don't buy into the lie any longer. But um, an alarming bit of information came out in a to our attention in 2009 when the CDC statistics revealed that in U.S. the number of obese people actually outnumber the amount of merely overweight people. Um, you know, I think we get so used to looking at the general population that we consider them not overweight when they actually are. Our I mean, perception has changed. Right. I mean, just like uh, Dr. Lewis ran into someone the other day and they asked him if he was sick. Because he's so thin, you know, he's tall. I know he told you how much he weighs, but he's also tall. No, I'm not. I'm average 5'10". <laughs> I, I was seeing my sister at a funeral. I said, God, you look really, really good. You lose weight. No, no. She said she weighed the same. She says, are you sick? I said, no, I'm fine. She said, you're so skinny. Are you sure you're not dying of cancer or something? No, not that I know of. <laughs> but I think people get so used to seeing people... Um, mm-hmm overweight that they consider that normal yeah and um i guess we've had the you know the benefit of going to other countries and seeing how thin you know like the asian people are and how Mm -hmm. they're walking around and they're exercising and we were actually overweight over there because they're all very thin janet weighs 130 something it's like she's pretty small girl but you uh, you just get used to it because as America's getting sicker and fatter as a nation, we're just exposed to it, and that's what we come to expect. But yeah. really, there is a, a bad problem. And they said in 2011, one in three children are now overweight or obese, which is nearly triple the rate from 1963. 
So, you know, I wasn't quite born then. One of us wasn't quite born then. <laughs> but uh, You were a sparkle and a twinkle in your daddy's eye, however. <laughs> but I remember going to school and you just didn't see an, an you might have one overweight child in the class, and people made fun of them because they and were the, overweight. And they shouldn't have. Well, that's that's right. a bad thing. They did. I, yeah, that's what I, I remember. But now everyone's overweight. So, um, you know, what are some of the things that we can do to help try to uh, lose weight, I guess? How, what What is the main thing you can do? You know, people always go, well, it costs a lot to come in here and see you. Well, mm, not really. Not really. The consultations with Dr. Lewis are always free. And, um, you know, we tell people change their diet. Well, when they say I'm eating well, you know, mm. I'm eating cereal in the morning. I do my oatmeal in the morning. Um, you know, what are some ideas that people can do so that they can lose weight? Uh, like cutting, you said, eliminating fructose from your diet, which is reading a label. And that also means cutting fruit out if, you, if you're uh, overweight and have uh, high blood sugar on your A1C. Uh, you need to cut out almost all fruits because they have fructose in them, and they have higher fructose than they did years ago because of selective breeding and hybridization. Uh, but high fructose corn syrup, do not give your kids drinks. And diet drinks actually trick your brain into creating more fat. But the more high fructose corn syrup, fructose shuts your brain down to where it doesn't ever feel satisfied shuts off the signal that says oh i'm not hungry anymore well i know people there used to be a diet where people ate carrots you you remember that they would just eat carrots and they were actually turning orange because they were eating so many of these carrots we called them hair bags at chiropractic college because (laughs) well they were kind of hippie they wouldn't shave uh, never mind i'm i'm getting way off (laughs) talking about carrots yeah well they turned all kinds of weird colors, mostly orange. They wouldn't spray their apartments for the roaches. They live in filth. Anyway. But they don't lose weight just doing carrots oh. because they're high in sugar. Yeah, carrots and beets. Uh, and, right. And uh, most fruits. Uh, well, you know, I think people, if they're trying to eat good and they hear, you know, I'll eat a vegetable, so they're considering carrots, you know, eating that or eating a bunch of beets uh, because beets are supposed to be good for you also. They are very high in sugar. So yep. you, you can not lose weight also doing too much of those kind of things. And then people that are eating uh, chicken and pork and that kind of stuff that have antibiotics in them. Uh, exactly. That, that that keeps them a person from losing weight as well. because and, and growth hormones. Uh, right. That's one of the reasons I say, well, in the Mediterranean area, you know, they'll say France and then they'll say Italy, et cetera, et cetera. They can eat some of the same things but not get overweight. Well, they don't have steroid hormones in their uh, animals to the same degree that we do. And these steroid hormones and antibiotics actually increase weight gain. Uh, you just you just have to you know be realistic. Look at what a thin, healthy person puts in their basket and start eating that. I have some pictures, and people say, but I eat good. And I say, well, tell me what you eat. And they say, da-da-da-da-da-da. And I show them a picture. I said, do you eat that every day? They said, no. I said, well, that picture is what you should be eating every day. And even I don't eat that good. So you basically have three choices. You can eat less, you can eat better, or you can do both. Well, and that's the other thing, that people that are eating good eat too much. You can overeat a good thing. 
I mean, oh, so oh, that hurts. I mean, so you know, like <laughs> Dr. Lewis and I are famous. You know, I always thought it was because people were old they were doing this, but in reality, I guess they were smart. They would buy a meal and they would they would split it. And I always thought they're so cheap because they're they're splitting a meal. And and the reality of it is is that you really don't need all that food that they're bringing out. I you know we look at a serving of it now. That's not a that's not a serving like we used to get. That's a half of a cow they bring out. Yeah. I ate half a sandwich and didn't eat all the bread, of course, because bread's not that good for you. And then I had a cup of soup uh, just a few minutes ago for lunch. And, you know, one of the things, occasionally we get some patients that are angry at us. They're not really angry at us, but it's directed at us. And there's a couple of them here in town. Wonderful, sweet, sweet, sweet ladies. But, you know, one leg is bigger than my whole waist. And I saw one of them down at that restaurant. She was eating about 3,000 calories. But it's our fault because she loses weight. Well, 3,000 calories, you couldn't half that and lose weight on that. You have to cut the amount of calories down to where you're actually burning more than you're putting in. And then, you know, some other podcast will get into the people that have genes that help you put everything into fat, basically. Yes, it can definitely be genetic, and you can trick genetics and influence your genetic uh, output also. It's not easy. It's, It's really not. Well, and some people really are doing the right thing, and they still can't lose the weight, and that's why we always recommend doing our low-cost lab work because uh, many times people's digestion is very poor, which means their trains don't move through the tunnel like they're supposed to, and uh, I promised that I would bring the train story back up to some people's dismay and to the likings of others. And she'll post on Facebook the I Pooped Today t-shirt that she that she saw in jackson hole wyoming i was happy about that shirt (laughs) because people really still don't understand i mean we literally had a lady in here a couple of days ago and she said i just don't know i can't lose weight and i said how many meals a day do you eat she said well three i said how many times do you go to the bathroom um maybe every other day so I gave her the train story. Or twice a week. And she thought it was normal because she'd experienced it that way all of her life. Difference between what's common and what's normal. So I'm t- trying to teach you to think. So if you've got three trains that go through a tunnel, how many should come out on the other side? And we've had uh, very educated people say, I don't know. With that, it's three. It's supposed to be three. So if you don't have three <laughs> coming through, if you eat three meals a day... Then where are they? And that's what's happening, and that's why you start gaining weight around the middle because you get bigger and bigger because right. they got no way out. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, the the lab will show us that it shows us many times that you uh, don't digest properly, and really a lot of people have thyroid problems. They don't realize they do. You know, Doctor Lewis wrote a book about that, the thyroid sniper, and um, it's not in optimal range. They tell you it's in range, but it's not optimal. But the range includes most of the people in America, which two-thirds are overweight or obese. Right. You know, even polar bears have problems with that now, which I'm, Be- I wonder if they're bigger. They're because big. of the chemicals. I don't know. I've never seen a polar <laughs> bear in the wild. But, uh, you know, and, you know, more fruits and vegetables. And if you can get them organic, then you don't have the glyphosate. You don't have the other chemicals that actually your body stores in fat cells. So, see, it gets to be a complicated thing. I said... Losing weight's simple, but it's not easy. But it's only simple if you let us guide you. And we're getting more and more five-star reviews. Thank you, people that are doing that. It's really funny the people that give us so much credit are the ones that find us 
stick with the program. And one lady wrote us the other day and says, well, I couldn't lose weight. And I think she said she'd lost 65 pounds over 70 pounds she needed to lose, you know, baby weight. And she was just praising us to high heaven. It's like, well, I gave her the formula, but she did the work. And you have to be patient. You know, we've become an impatient nation because we're flooded. We're drowning in knowledge, but not wisdom or understanding. So we have the knowledge, but we don't have the patience. And one of my patients, uh, friends I grew up with her, she's, I can't lose weight. And I tried the Atkins diet, and it didn't work. I said, how long did you try it? She says, three weeks, and don't give me any of that horse blank, blank, blank. I said, you didn't give it enough time. Three weeks is not enough time for your body to shift and change the physiological adaptation to the new diet. Right. So, um, you know, I guess one of the questions that the audience wanted us to address, Cindy asked about um, the glycemic index that um, Mm -hmm. Tufts University study says that the glycemic index may not be as reliable as we've been led to believe what are your comments on the glycemic index do you think it's reliable yeah thanks for the question cindy um what we're seeing more and more more on internet is people that are taking something and they're being an exception generator yes that's true 90 percent of the time but and they'll give you that but is the glycemic index the be-all and end-all. No, it's not. But, you know, they were saying, well, this potato has different glycemic index depending on how it's prepared, and pasta has different glycemic index. Yes, that's true. But generally speaking, just stay the heck away from simple carbohydrates and sugars, and you'll be fine. You don't have to worry about glycemic index, although we have a pretty simple sheet, the good, the bad, and the ugly, that would reflect uh, good glycemic index levels versus fair versus bad. Yeah, you know, they put out a lot of poo-poo studies and say, well, that's not right because even though they will discount the 90% of the time that it is right. So I think the glycemic index is really, generally speaking, a very, very good thing to pay attention to. Well, and another uh, point is the uh, fruit juice. You know, a lot of people drink fruit juice to help lose weight. Um, or They think they are supposed to have it for vitamin C and, you know, orange juice and that kind of thing what are your feelings towards fruit juice and weight loss well god in his infinite wisdom and i offend a lot of people because i know there's a god and uh, there's a lot of people love me because i'll have the courage to put my convictions out on air uh in his infinite wisdom put the fruit juice with fiber folks it keeps that blood sugar from spiking so high which puts out too much insulin, which gets into, oh, there's so much insulin, gets into insulin resistance. Yeah, you can literally drink your way into being overweight. If you eat correctly and then drink all these things that are high in sugar. Smoothies. Right. You can still be a diabetic and yeah. overweight with just what you're drinking. People will ask me, do you want orange juice? I said, no. And they said, well, you you paid for the buffet. You get it. And I said, no, no thank you. Right. Uh, because it's it's a big spike of sugar. Of course, my joke is, you know, drinking wine for resveratrol is like drinking a screwdriver for your vitamin C. Oh, that's never mind. <laughs> well, Bad that, joke. Was, that was one of the problems that we had when we were on vacation. You know, they offer you this breakfast in the morning and you go there and there's these cereals, these all these cereals that you can pick from. 
and all of these juices that you can have and all these bagels and toast and muffins and... Belgian waffles. Right. It is like... Uh, apple fritters. There was nothing left except the hard-boiled egg by the time we got finished. Just, there was just nothing to pick. So I, I get people, especially on the road, have a hard time doing that. We wound up bringing a lot of our own food. We ate a lot of hummus on, on the road. So. Yeah, I've officially become a hairbag hippie by yeah. eating hummus. Yeah, you know, because you, you just feel awful when you try to eat some of the other stuff. It's like, oh my gosh, I'm so bloated. Right. Because that's what it does to you. And we were eating apples instead of bananas for the most part because apples have like 14 grams of sugar or 14 grams of carbs versus the 55 grams for the average banana. So we did a lot of that. Okay. Nikki and Crystal would like you to talk about insulin resistance, insulin resistance and metformin. Yeah, yeah, one of them had a question about her. Her doctor wanted to put her on metformin, and she was nervous about it. Now, you know, me not being an MD, I'm not going to give you any advice about drugs because our MDs do a really, really good job balancing the chemistry of all these drugs. They're very brilliant, very dedicated people. I'm not a big drug fan. Unless you're in a crisis, then I just submit to authority. 99% of the time, or a very large percentage of the time, you can reverse pre-diabetes and even uh, type 2 diabetes almost all the time. So insulin resistance is when your body puts out a lot of insulin because of the sugar spikes, which we shouldn't have if we weren't eating so much sugar and simple carbs. And part of that's because we don't have enough omega-3s. We have too many uh, inflammatory omega-9s that cause the cells to be hard-hardened and harder to put insulin for your body to put insulin in there. But some of the things that increase or cause insulin resistance is low vitamin D, too little sleep, too few omega-3s, low magnesium, which most of us, I think 94% of us are low in magnesium, according to our government, low chromium, low vanadium, lack of cinnamon, uh, the high fructose corn syrup uh, causes insulin resistance, low amounts of alpha lipoic acid and green tea actually helps insulin resistance and the gynemia extract which there's another question about that that was another question on what were your thoughts on gynemia leaf and berberine yeah jason asked that i talked to him quite a bit i always enjoy talking to him um berberine yeah i love it love it love it because it helps with blood sugar issues, for about 50% of the people, it really helps blood sugar issues. I don't know why it's 50-50. But and yeast infections. Yeah, berberine's great. For most of you, they have a gut full of yeast, and it's very antifungal. And I've had people come in and say, oh, my God, my husband's toenail is changing. It's not gross to be in bed with him because his fungus is going away or his Vietnam jungle rot that nobody could cure. Berberine and and even the gynemia, if that's pronounced correctly, it helps lower or helps your body naturally lower blood sugar. It's in a lot of our formulas. My favorite formula for the blood sugar problem is GSF, which stands for glucose support formula. And it has the gynemia, uh, chromium, cinnulin, which is the patented more absorbable cinnamon extract, alpha lipoic acid, then the bitter melon, and then something I can't pronounce, but it's the banana leaf and vanadyl sulfate. Most people won't talk about needing vanadium uh, in creating insulin and decreasing insulin resistance. So 
we got you covered on that GSF. It's an extremely popular uh, supplement. We sell it a lot, and people say, my cravings for the sugars and the carbs have gone away. The other thing it does is keep you from being mean if you don't eat on time. Why do you look at me when you say that? I, I didn't. I, I just know some people that <laughs> when they don't eat their regular meal like they're supposed to with a little bit of protein in the mornings, that by lunchtime they're, they turn into a bear because they haven't eaten. And they just... They, it, it's grizzly almost, bear or black bear? It's grizzly because they, oh. it, it's almost like they, they're going to hurt you if they don't get food now. And the and that's because their sugar has dropped so low that they've got to eat to get it back up. And the glucose support formula actually keeps it stabilized so you don't have the big spikes in it, so you don't nick the arteries. Because your, your brain actually loves to burn glucose, although it works better if it's burning ketones, which means high fat and burning fat. And to burn ketones you have to pretty much get into ketosis in order to lose weight and which means high fat now it has to be good fat folks so when you talk about burning fat that comes to our other question from amanda and she's wanting wanting to know the role exercise plays in weight loss even if you're a fairly sedentary person um, how can you keep motivated to to want to do exercise well, I know who you're talking about. Amanda and her husband, Scott, are really, really, really consistent. They take a lot of stuff, and they're getting a lot of good results because of it. They they put in the time and the consistency. I think, Amanda, your problem is you're stressed becoming a Ph.D. and doing all the things that you do. Um, yeah, exercise is extremely important, and I'm not a big exercise buff. I think once you start it, though, it's easier yeah. to get out and do it. It's the getting started that's hard. Well, Janet wakes up like a songbird in the morning and wants to go walking. And, and the, the magic number is about at least three times a week, and it's 20 to 30 minutes or more per session. And we have a beautiful little lake uh, not too far from our house that we can walk around. Uh, but, yes, it very is extremely important. I think one of the best books that is totally overlooked is why can't i stay motivated and it's a really good book about weight loss and motivation uh i think the hard part for all of us is we have things kind of backwards and we don't put ourselves first you know the bible says love your neighbor as thyself now if you break that down linguistically that means you should love yourself first and foremost and you know janet loves me probably more than i love myself so she motivates me so i think scott can motivate you amanda all right come here and i'll show you the book and uh who who wrote it do you know in case they want to look it up who the author is on it uh he just has these things randomly in his head and then her name is Lori medford m-e-d-f-o-r-d she's really 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 smart has a beautiful smile like janet but it, it's a very overlooked book, and I think everybody out there listening should buy the book. Why can't I stay motivated? That's good. And then we have one last question from Moses that wants to know what kind of salt you should use and what's best when controlling cravings. I think you should do uh, the Celtic Celtic, ever how you pronounce it, C-E-L-T-I-C, or Himalayan sea salt. We do the Himalayan because it's pink and pretty. It's pink. Hmm? The regular salt, you know, there's a different mineral profile about how much sodium and chloride in it. It's really, really 
uh, important. Salt is important. And, you know, those saying you're worth your salt, which meant your salary. And there's plenty of studies that says that if you're on a low-salt diet, you more people die than if you're on a high-salt diet. Um, it helps to maintain and regulate blood pressure. Most people get, that are on a low-salt diet don't have enough chloride to make enough hydrochloric acid. Those of you that have been doing my program, many, many of you have heard that from me. It helps me. adrenals. It helps stress. Yeah, if you're craving salt, mm-hmm. you're probably your adrenal glands are probably pretty well shot. And far as it being linked to heart disease, yes, I know you can do salt and raise your blood pressure, but there's more to it. If you've done that and you gave up, you gave up too quickly because salt is not harmful if you have enough calcium, magnesium, and uh, potassium mostly. Um, But one of the studies I read a long time ago is low salt group, uh, 50 died, and moderate salt group, 24 died. The high salt group, only 10 died. And that was research out of the American Medical Association, so, you know, pretty well regarded. But And some of these symptoms that are linked to low salt can be symptoms of many, many, many other conditions. So always see your primary care physician or call us. It can be a headache, confusion, fatigue, loss of energy, urinary incontinence, believe it or not, seizures, muscle weakness. So we sell a lot of trialkali because it's really inexpensive has a little bit of vitamin d calcium magnesium potassium and glycine glycine's a really good thing and janet sells the holy hack out of something called electrolyte energy way 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 better than gatorade i wasn't going to mention the name oh, sorry then those blue and green drinks yeah but it, it has a little bit of the vitamin c calcium magnesium chloride sodium potassium alpha ketoglucarate malic acid and tyrosine uh, a lot of the people that sweat, which are the kids doing two-a-day football practice or the ones that are out there you know, mowing lawns, they buy the holy heck out of it. It's real, real popular. Janet made sure I had plenty of both. And she sprinkles a little Himalayan sea salt in with it, and she would give that to me because we drove like 3,800 miles on our vacation. And if I didn't take that, I would cramp like crazy. And she's not so worried about my leg or toe cramps she's more concerned about keeping my heart from cramping and having the heart attack so she took very good care of me but salt is a key component so himalayan just because it's prettier the celtic is very 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 important don't don't do without it you're better off with it you need it for many many reasons and used to many years ago maybe thousands they um They traded an ounce of salt for an ounce of gold. That should tell you how valuable it is. Right. And uh, if you guys are having trouble losing weight and you haven't run our low-cost lab work, consider doing that because, like I said, it's uh, like 12 panels we run for uh, a very limited uh, amount of money. So we're not guessing at why you can't lose weight. Uh, Go on our website to a cut above naturals with an s on the end dot com and fill out our health survey and dr lewis can talk to you and explain to you uh how you can get started and why you may be having a problem with weight loss there was one other question uh about alkaline water and i think there's a whole lot of hype smoke mirrors and baloney about that the way to make uh, water alkaline is just to put the trialkali or electrolyte energy. It's the minerals that make it alkaline. So don't you don't have to buy a four or five thousand dollar machine. 
And if you want to know more about it, go to Dr. Emito, M-E-O-T-O. He did a lot of research many, many years ago, but it's a lot of hype. So We hope you enjoyed this week's show, and uh, we'll be right here next time on the Doctor's Nutrition of Texas show. You guys have a great week. We'll talk to you soon.